Hello and welcome to Living Life. Have you ever been to a church retreat or some form of spiritual camp where you experienced uh, maybe it was over two days, maybe it was over three days or even more, but for some reason during that time in the retreat you began to experience this, uh, this sensation within your heart, this kind of excitement and you begin to maybe in a sense experience God moving in your life and in your heart and drawing you to love Him more. And then in the excitement or what we may call a spiritual high season, you begin to commit to God and you begin to lay your life down at His feet. And you think and you start planning when you come back home that your life will change, that different things will look differently. And then your life will suddenly become more holy, more godly and more God honoring. In today's passage, we get to actually see part of that come into play. Uh, the psalmist in today's psalm begins to share and begins to ask God that God would give him a pure and blameless heart. And uh, as we begin to notice, so, uh, when we come back oftentimes down from those spiritual camp or those church retreat seasons, we come back into the messiness of our life. And we actually begin to wrestle with some of those convictions we've had in our life. And as we dig into today's psalm, uh, we will begin to see uh, just how some of that interweaves and how that plays together. So why don't we read today's psalm and let's come back together. Psalm chapter 101 verses 1 through 8 I will sing of your love and justice. To you, Lord, I will sing praise. I will be careful to lead a blameless life. When will you come to me? I will conduct the affairs of my house with a blameless heart. I will not look with approval on anything that is vile. I hate what faithless people do. I will have no part in it. The perverse of heart shall be far from me. I will have nothing to do with what is evil. Whoever slanders their neighbor in secret, I will put to silence. Whoever has haughty eyes and a proud heart, I will not tolerate. My eyes will be on the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me. The one whose walk is blameless will minister to me. No one who practices deceit will dwell in my house. No one who speaks falsely will stand in my presence. Every morning I will put to silence all the wicked in the land. I will cut off every evildoer from the city of the Lord. Welcome back to Living Life. As you have seen in the passage that we just read, it begins with a very powerful proclamation of singing God's praise. The psalmist begins by saying, I will sing of steadfast love and justice to you, O Lord. I will make music. Those two words of steadfast love and justice really points to two core uh, aspects of God's character. And these times, they're oftentimes put together. They go side by side. And they declare that this is who God is, that He is a God of loving kindness, of steadfast love, and of justice. The psalm begins with this powerful declaration, and then it says, I will make music to the Lord. When it says making music, it means an intentional act of singing God's praise, of making God powerful, making God uh, more ultimate in our life. 
And then it continues from that declaration to this interesting section in verses 2 to 4. And it's talking about the desire to be blameless. Uh, it says in verse 2, I will ponder the way that is blameless. I will ponder the way that is blameless. And then it goes into several I will statements. You know, in the beginning, I introduced that when we come back from a retreat high, we come back with all these desires in our heart to change, uh, to be more holy, more godly. And we see a little bit of, of that interwoven here when we look at the psalm. The psalmist says, I will ponder the ways that is blameless. I will walk with integrity of heart. I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless and I will know nothing of evil. So it talks about these uh, desires that oftentimes we have when we draw near to God, that we want to become more like God. We want to, we want to exhibit His character. Um, and those are all great desires, but I don't know if you feel perhaps the same way that I feel uh, when I come back from those retreats is, uh, initially I come back with a moderate amount of success, of change in my life. But as the weeks pass on, as the days even pass on, I begin to notice that I fall back into my old habits and my old patterns of life. I return back to some of those same struggles that I had in the past. The desire that I have to live a blameless life, I actually fail. So in other words, instead of walking uh, just with the Lord, I fall short. I fail to always walk with integrity of heart. I fail to let my eyes focus on what is worthful, worthy, and instead I focus on what is worthless. I embrace uh, the works of those who fall away, and instead of living a blameless life, I oftentimes find myself falling into uh, a life that's quite the opposite. If you're anything like me, there's good news, because what today's word gets to is really what the gospel and the core message is. It's not about your performance that determines if you are holy. It's not about your performance that determines if you are right in God's eyes. Instead, it's about Jesus. Verse 2, if we read it again, it begins very interestingly. It says, I will ponder the way that is blameless. And then it says these words, Oh, when will you come to me? When will you come to me? The question is, what is this you that the Psalms is talking about? What is this you that is, uh, he's asking to come to him? And at first glance, we might just initially just pass it over and be like, oh, he's just talking about the Lord. And to a degree, that's correct. But part of it also is the way that is blameless. The Psalms is saying, would the way that is blameless come into my life and come and transform me? But what is this way that is blameless? When we look further ahead and we look in the Gospels, we see Jesus say these powerful words. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So in other words, there's a shift in some ways that I think the Psalms is getting at. And the Psalms is saying that the way that is blameless is not a, just a pattern of life of us trying to be more and more holy but it's actually pointing to God who will come. He's inviting God to come in the person of Jesus and to live that blameless life and to deliver us. The latter half of this psalm talks about a person with authority. 
In verse 5 it says, the person with authority can peer into a person's heart. A normal person cannot do that. Verse 6 says, a person with authority will have people serving him. Verse 7 says, only the righteous will be with him. And finally, in verse 8, it says that this righteous person will destroy the wicked and remove the evildoers from God's city. Today's passage talks about a very, very simple truth, that we have this desire to live godly lives. We have this desire to, in some ways, perform and live a holy life. But in fact, it's quite the opposite. If we actually read verses 5 to 8 and we look at the people who are being judged, that is the part that actually sounds like us. Verse 5, whoever slanders his neighbor secretly, that sounds a little bit like myself. Whoever has a haughty heart and an arrogant heart or pride, that sounds like me. Whoever practices deceit, that sounds like myself. Whoever is wicked in the land, in verse 8. If we look at just the criteria of those first three verses ahead of this section, this verse 8, it sounds like us, that we are the wicked in the land. Slander, pride, deceiving others, and lying. We are the wicked in the land that this blameless person will judge. So in other words, we deserve to be cut off from God according to our performance. But we see in the gospel, in the good news of Jesus Christ, that Jesus does not cut us off from God, but instead He pays the price. He takes on our punishment. He dies for our sake, that we might be found blameless because of Jesus. So I invite you today as we dig deeper and we begin to reflect on this passage, that you will begin to see Jesus working here. We conclude this psalm much in the way that we began it in verse 1. Verse 1 begins with a declaration of God's character. The psalmist sings, I will sing of steadfast love and justice. To you, O Lord, I will make music. I will sing of your character. And in the end, in light of everything that we had just looked through, we again sing of God's character. We sing of the love of Jesus. Because Jesus is the one who responds to the cry in verse 2, that, oh, would you come to me? Oh, when will you come to me? And we recognize that Jesus indeed has come. In the, gospel, in the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 10, it says this, In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Jesus is the one who was sent by God. He is the blameless one, and He is the one who died to make us whole with God. Let's pray together. Father God, we just want to give thanks to You for just the opportunity to dig deep into Your Word and to hear uh, just through this psalm how we can praise You, Lord, how we can proclaim Your goodness and Your faithfulness to us, O Lord. So Father, I pray as we walk out today, as we walk out this week, that we will begin to sing of your character and sing of your goodness because of what Jesus has done on the cross. So Jesus, we thank you. And in your name we pray. Amen. For a single soul.